Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming live from Orange County, California. And we were looking to see because it's not showing up on our Facebook. So as soon as you are seeing us, if you'll say hi, and let us know. So far, there's zero people watching. <laughs> so that's a really good question. But I have all green check marks going on above there. Hey, go to uh, CaliforniaParentAlliance.org. That would be amazing to go there and register. We had a great event on Friday. Had a lot of people show up, standing room only over at the uh, Novo Cafe in Westlake Village. And uh, the speakers came through and everybody seemed to like it. Everybody was really happy. That was great. With uh, all the content that we were able to give. A lot of uh, laws coming through in California that we really need to be aware of in contacting our yeah. representatives um, to let them know that I think all of them we don't want. There's not one of those things that are positive. Well, they don't put post on there the ones that we did want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, not, there's not like a, an opposing one that says, hey, we really want this one. I think the most of the ones we addressed were like yeah. forcing some kind of shenanigans, taking rights away from parents, all kinds of wild stuff. Oh, there we are. We have somebody watching. So uh, whoever's watching, make sure and let us know that you are here and where you're watching from and give us any of your feedback on the devotional as we read it. That would be amazing. So we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth devotional for March 16th. And it is entitled, Kept by God's Power. The reference is John 17, 12. It says, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept. Scripture reading is from John 17. And Smith says, there are evil powers, but Jesus is greater than all evil powers. There are tremendous diseases, but Jesus is the healer. No case is too hard for him. The Lion of Judah will break every chain. He came to relieve the oppressed and to set captive the captive free. He came to bring redemption, to make us perfect as man was before the fall. People want, want to know how to be kept by the power of God. He will contend for your body. When you are saved, Satan will come around and say, See, you are not saved. The devil is a liar. I remember the story of the man whose life was swept and put in order. The evil power had been swept out of him, but the man was not filled with the Holy Spirit. If the Lord heals you, you dare not remain unresponsive to his spirit. The evil spirit came back to the man, found his house swept, and took seven others worse than himself and dwelt there. The last stage of that man was worse than the first. Be sure to get filled with God. Get an occupier. Be filled with the spirit. God's power cannot come out of you unless it is within you. We must have all inward confidence and knowledge that we are God's property, brought, bought and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. God wants you to know how to claim the victory and shout in the face of the devil and say, Lord, it is done. God was a million, has a million ways of undertaking to the, for those who go to him for help. He has deliverance for every captive. He loves you so much that he even says, before they call, I will answer. Don't turn him away. The thought for today, every position of grace into which you are led, forgiveness, healing, and kind, and any kind of deliverance will be contested by Satan. No kidding. <laughs> um, I just had a question about the story that he related here. The story of the man. The evil power had been swept out of him. But the man was not filled with the Holy Spirit. If the Lord heals you, 
you dare not remain unresponsive to his spirit. Yes. The evil spirit came back to that man, found his house swept, and took seven others worse than himself. I'm, I'm, you want me to explain? Yes. Okay. So um, if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, you can be possessed by a demon. Uh, there's a differing opinions, but the majority of scholars, Christian scholars say that um, a body cannot be possessed by the Holy Spirit and a demonic spirit at the, at the same time, but it could be under a demonic oppression. So if you are not a believer, you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, you could have a demonic, not oppression, possession. You could be possessed by a demon. If when the demon is removed, you do not receive the Holy Spirit, then you've created what the scripture says is an arid place. Mm. It's there's room. And so the demon leaves because Jesus or another, you know, a, a holy person after the time of Jesus uh, cast you out of that person's body. If you're not refilled with the Holy Spirit, the demon comes back and brings seven um, demons worse than himself back. So it, it's Thank basically, God. yeah, it's a, it's a pretty stern warning from God that, as, as Smith says, you better fill, you better not be unresponsive to the spirit after you're saved and swept clean because it'll be worse for you. And, and some people have seen that where they've uh, basically cast out demons from addicts mm -hmm. or those that were like really suffering bad drug addiction, homelessness and stuff like that. And they became even worse, you know, a year later because they didn't get filled with the spirit. I can see that in an example to me, some would be, and I could come up with a bunch, but I think like a stockbrokers or you know, somebody who's in charge of other people's money that in the beginning, they come in with good intentions and maybe the Holy spirit is kind of like, are you talking about the cat, the person who's casting it out or the person that wants it cast out? Oh, I think it's a person that just doesn't know any better. Like maybe he has some resemblance, resemblance of a, of a, of being a Christian. Kind of like I was. Before. But are we talking about the person possessed or the person the that's person trying? possessed. Okay. That, um, you know, they go in with good intentions. They have a little bit of, they have a little bit of, of good thoughts about what it is they're going to do, but they don't receive the Holy Spirit. And they, Satan comes in and says, you know what? You can just take a little bit of that money. Just a little bit. Nobody will notice. But then they, they, they get the power. And then here come the other seven worse than the first and says, no, you can, you can do even worse. I mean, you can do even better for yourself and take a bunch of people's money. No. Okay. So I, I think, off. I think what we're, um, what he's talking about here is a distinctive condition, mm -hmm. not the enemy whispering in your ear. It's oh. being possessed literally like evil, like the show we watch. It's literally a demonic possession. Oh, I gotcha. Not just having the enemy whispering in your ear. Those are the people who turn around and they're like, like speaking in another tongue. And yeah, I mean, like it's a completely different. Yeah, that's right. this. That's what he's talking about here. And that's what that scripture verse is about, is about a demonic possession. Oh, wow. Like remember in the Bible, we read about um, the guy who had legion that had ripped off all his clothes yes. and sat in the graveyard or the man with the young boy who the demon, the possession was causing epileptic seizures since he was a young boy try to throw them in the water, try to throw them in the fire. Um, so these are uh, dramatic examples that are in the Bible of demonic possession. So when Jesus says, cure the sick, 
uh, heal the sick, cure the lame, cast out demons. He means cast out demons when people are under a possession. Bless him. Yeah. <laughs> Different than those because, of us that just don't read enough. And... Yeah, well, because I see people that, you know, start off like little bit, little itty bits of crime. And that's kind of like the broken windows theory where you catch people when they're just doing small crimes and it won't lead to bigger crimes. Which is why we had so, the, uh, people arrested, even if it was $5. Yes. And, and there's a punishment and there's a consequence. And so you fight off. You know the temptation. Yeah, for sure. this is completely different. This is possession. Possession, demonic um, possession. All right. Well, I had a, that, I'm so glad because I, when I was reading it, I, it just didn't click. But that makes it uh, much clearer. I appreciate that. Um, what do you see in this devotional? Obviously, not that because you understood it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just kind of. Uh, I just think it's really important advice. I've seen people that were relieved of demonic spirits that. Um, I don't know if I'd say they were worse, but yeah, I'd probably say they were worse because they didn't get filled with the, with the spirit. Um, too much is given, much is expected. Uh, when God delivers you, you can't take that lightly because he doesn't either. And I think that's what Smith's wisdom here is. Um, God has a million ways of undertaking for those who go to him for help. He has deliverance for every captive. Don't turn him away. Like it, you can't, um, you can't take the gift of deliverance and then be like, okay, thanks. I'm out of here. Yep. I also like what he says here where uh, he says, God's power cannot come out of you unless it is within you. So if it's not already there, how can you lose it? <laughs> <laughs> that too. We must have all uh, inward confidence and knowledge that we are God's property, bought and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. I think that's probably the biggest thing that's changed from my relationship with God prior to, I don't even know what to call it. What do, what do I call the new Andy? The, the real? Well, I mean, when you, <laughs> I think it's when you receive the Holy Spirit, no? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it came with the knowledge. And I, I think it's so helpful to have the knowledge that you receive the Holy Spirit or some yeah. other knowledge. And the whole knowledge of allowing that, that, the certainty. Allowing that, that, it, that receiving the gift. Yeah. I never received the gift. I thought I did, but I never really received it because I needed somebody like Pastor Jack Hibbs and you in my life and Smith Wigglesworth and Oswald Chambers to explain that. I, 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 I think it might have been on the show one day with you that I realized like, oh, no, he lives in you, not next to you. Because I always talked about Jesus being next to me. Like you see also that very famous poster that's out where it's two footprints in the sand and then suddenly mm -hmm. it's one where he's carrying you. He's still not oh, in yeah. you, right? I mean, I always had this image of Jesus being alongside me or with me or in the passenger seat of my car, not sitting in the same seat with me. It's a, it's a completely different thought sure. process because it's even... But it's when I talk better. to Jesus, I picture him. Yeah, he's everywhere. But in front of me, as opposed to, it'd be really difficult to talk to him and like be looking at yourself. <laughs> oh, I, but I, do, I, I do that to myself all the time. Andy, self. Yes, Andy. <laughs> Don't listen to yourself. Listen to the Jesus. <laughs> listen to the Holy Spirit. Right. Why are you talking to me right now? You should be talking to Jesus. Talking to uh, Jesus. <laughs> And God has a million ways of undertaking for those who go to him for help. A million ways. A million ways. He has deliverance for every captive. Wow. He loves you so much. 
even says, before they call, I will answer. Before they call. So, I mean, all that stuff is so different than, than just going to church on Sunday and calling yourself a Christian. This is all, I mean, you have to accept all this, and this has to be part of your life, or else nothing will change. Hello, Danielle. Nice to see you. Great Hi, to see Danielle. you the other day, too. It was awesome. Such good cupcakes. Oh, my gosh. Those cupcakes, cupcakes were amazing. Oh, so was the next time we're going to see Daniel, so we, Danielle, Danielle. Danielle, so we can see, so we can get another cupcake. Oh, well, we could get them out. I don't I wonder if they have a sprinkles out here. Sprinkles. It's actually now, it's a Beverly Hills thing. And then, then it went to Westlake, but I'm sure it's in Irvine. Actually, I think it's in the mall, mm. South Coast. The only sprinkles I knew in my old life was a woman. <laughs> I don't even want to hear the story of sprinkles the woman. Oh my gosh. Hey, Jan French. Great to see you. Hey, I think it's Jan French's anniversary. Oh. Wedding, uh, marriage. Wedding did, anniversary. Did it come up on Facebook? <laughs> yes, yesterday. They oh, were somewhere cute. special. I don't know where they were, but they were Yay. somewhere. I, I don't remember. It looked fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> you know, you're a lot like Kelly. Because <laughs> they say stuff, and like him, he goes, what? But then <laughs> 10 other people understand. <laughs> I, it's not that I didn't understand. Well, I understood, but... Oh. It was just, I was just kidding. But there's like a sprinkles, like on MASH, I think. Uh, you ever watch MASH? I didn't. Really? It wasn't my, it wasn't my jam. Oh, man. Every, what was that, Thursday night? I think MASH was on. My, that was one thing my, my, me and my dad did together, was watch MASH. Oh. That was awesome. Um, let's get to a couple of these passages here. And the first one is John 17, which is awesome. Yeah, so beautiful. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me and they have kept their word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I passed it on to them, the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you and you've given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I'm departing from the world, and they are staying in it, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you've given me your name. Now protect by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them with the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that no one was lost except for the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Basically saying Judas had to defect because the scriptures foretold it. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was in the world so that they would be filled with my joy. I've given them your word. And the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them, so they could be made holy by your truth. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also all of whom will ever believe in me through their message. 
I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I've given them the glory you gave me so that, may, so that they may be as one as we are one. I'm in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that they love and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want those who you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me before the world began. Oh, righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I revealed you to them and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them and I will be in them. Amen. Amen. So good. You know, what's so interesting is it just clicked. I mean, I, I've read probably some of that and probably at least once before, but it, it can be confusing if you're, if you don't understand Christianese, mm. you hear the world and over repeated several times and the significance of him saying they live in the world means to somebody who doesn't know any better that, yeah, we all live in the world. Like, <laughs> so ridiculous. Like, why does it keep saying that over and over again? But, I, but when you understand what he's talking about, the yes. evils of the world, yes, um, as opposed to living with the with, material uh, world, as opposed to the spiritual, spiritual world. Right. Um, it's so different. It, it just clear, it clear, clarifies everything. Aww. And it sounds so different when you read it with the knowledge of the language. And it reminds me of when I testify in court cases about dog stuff is that I, God, it's so helpful because I understand why the judge sometimes doesn't understand what I'm talking about because I'm talking dog and knees. <laughs> and and it, to me, it makes total sense. Like, and, and I go, how do you not understand this? Like I'm, I'm trying to explain to you, like I've said it like five different times, five different ways. And they go, well, it sounds contradictory. Well, so, you know what I mean? It's just, sure. it's, it, language it, is just not familiar. Oh my God. It's so helpful. God is so helpful. <laughs> That's and it's just like your ears, there's so much to be learned from the Bible, not only from what it says, but what it teaches you and so many other things. Absolutely. Uh, just in, you know, the way that you need to um, study the Bible and why it's important to continually read the Bible and to do the things that you're doing right now. You're taking extra classes, even though you're extremely knowledgeable, you would think like, well, you already know a whole bunch. Why are you taking more classes? I want to know a whole bunch more. <laughs> yeah, because there's so much more to learn. Yeah, it's never not, ends. It's, it's uh, and that's what I try to tell even the kids. I said, you never stop learning. No, ever. No matter how much you think like you I know. I was talking about Bible college last night, Calvary Chapel, uh, Marietta Bible College, and I was literally starting to consider doing that again. I was like, oh, Bible college. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I've, I've often thought about uh, going to a um, a past. I don't know if it's what you call pastoral? it a pastoral school. Some Bible colleges. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was maybe there's like a lower level. Well, it starts at college and then mm. masters, oh. divinity, masters of divinity. I don't know if I have time for masters. Right. <laughs> um, and actually, every time I go to sign up, I told you a couple of times. Jack was like, "No, no, no, you can't go there." But I know cavalry. He supports. He sends mm. his pastors there. But um, it's really expensive. Even if you do it all entirely online, it's like nine grand a year. Yeah. yeah so it's like, I mean, it's college. Yeah. I haven't looked into cav uh, cavalry, though. I'd be curious. 
So Battle Cats uh, fan wants to know, is this the Cheese Podcast? No, no. this is the Jesus <laughs> Podcast. Close. Spelling is close. The Sounds Jesus similar. Podcast. And Daniel has a great question. Do you oh have any suggestions for the best way to read the Bible? Is it chronological? Is chronological the best way? Danielle, oh my God, you're, this is so funny because this is exactly what I watched a podcast on last night because I have been um, talking with the Lord about this, this issue. And so the head of Cavalry Chapel um, Bible College, and I will look up his name and send it to you, um, but he wrote a book on 40 ways to read the Bible. And so basically what he was saying is, is that um, each year that you choose, you could mix it up so that it doesn't get boring or monotonous for you. But some of the ones that he talked about that were most profound to him, which were most profound for me, is, of course, going uh, choose a book and go through that book because, um, it, it, you know, from start to finish and then look, read commentary. You could use logos. There's a free uh, there's a free version of it. Of it. Um, you could do word studies online. But um, so basically you go chapter by chapter and it does not have to be chronological. Or you use the one-year Bibles. He was a big fan of those too, because he says, you know, it's it's a great way to finish all the scripture. And then you could read little commentaries on the chapters that you're going through in the one-year Bible. And he said the other way was topically. Personally, not a fan of the topically way, because I feel like you never finish reading much of anything that way, is that you just keep you just keep reading bits and pieces everywhere. But um, I do do topical studies all the time when I want to... Um, uh, when I want to study a particular subject, like the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Um, like right now, I just, this past like 10 days, I went through a topical study of sin and um, repentance. You do that when you're uh, preparing for an article you yes. want, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I do topical studies, if, especially when I'm focusing on a particular article and it's not a political one. Like this last one. Is that one political? No, this no. last one was all about sin. Say. Yes. Awesome. Oh, yeah, Jan, uh, he mentioned that, too. He loved it. He mentioned that David Jeremiah's study Bible is one of his favorites. Yes. That was good. That was cool. And he also was a big fan. And I actually, my study Bible is an NLT, too. He's a big fan of the NLT Bible as a study Bible because he said the English is so easy. He Like, that's the one he makes his kids use, too, because it's kind of like in narrative form. Uh some people criticize the message is like way too off of scripture, but he's like, he liked the NLT because it's common everyday English. And yet um, it's, it's good. It helps people get through it quicker. I like uh, on the occasion that we go through the different you know, uh, Bibles just to see what the different, how they're using the words differently. Yes. Uh, to describe something. And it sometimes helps right? narrow down yeah. what, what it is that God wants us to know. All right, Luke 4, 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And if somebody knows, maybe we can look it up. I, this scripture originally came from the Old Testament, but there is no footnote on here that says where it comes from. So I'm just curious. Uh, Matthew 12, 43, 45. And this is the scripture about uh, demonic possessions. 
When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. And when it arrives, it finds the house pre unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. We have a wicked generation. We sure do. <laughs> Revelation 21, 6 through 8. And he said to me, it is done on the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give the fountain of the water of life freely to who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So, like, I was reading Repentance and uh, Judgment for the Believers, and I was thinking, this is one of those verses where you're like, huh. But the cowardly and all the liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Well, he sworn believers will not suffer the second death, hmm. only the first death. So, what's he talking to besides unbelievers? Oh, it's interesting topic. It, it, Isaiah 65, 24. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will. You know, that uh, Revelations that you just read, 21, mm-hmm. 6, 3, it, it kind of reminded me of what I was thinking about um, today, listening to President Zelensky from Uni- Ukraine. He was speaking to the United States Congress uh, today. Oh, really? In and, person or Zoom? Yeah, on Zoom. Okay. And, um, and played a video, very powerful video, um, the destruction. And what he did was very smart. This guy is so smart for a former a comedian actor who become a politician. He's, a, oh. he's spectacular. Um, in the video, he showed what Ukraine looked like before. Mm. It looked like us. Kids mm. playing in the park, going to the store, sitting at a restaurant. There was no difference. Beautiful streets, uh, you know. Now it looks like Syria. And then, then he would, then they would, then whoever edited it would then put somebody running through a park and that same park totally destroyed with a, Teddy bear, for instance, uh, you know, sitting there burned. I'm just giving you an example. That's not sure. probably exactly what was being shown, but it was very much the the contrast between what it used to be. And it was like. the same exact locations. In same locations, wow. different, at least similar uh, locations. And, and what I was thinking, because we've also been hearing some people, people cannot agree, obviously, anything. Nobody believes anything anymore, which is Rightfully so. Rightfully so. <laughs> um, and even saying that Zelensky's part of this whole thing, you know, that he kind of encouraged it and wanted it for the, you know, the, the reset of some sort. He's, he's friends with uh, the prime minister of Canada, the president of Canada, Trudeau. whatever he is, Trudeau. Macron. And, and they're all part and of Putin. This. And Putin. And they're all the, part of the same. So, so in reading Revelation 21, 6 or 8, which you just did, it reminded me of what I was thinking is that, man, this is so... We are, it is so messed up <laughs> because instead of everybody wants us to, seems to want to divide us into race and genders and all this kind of stuff. And really the only division we have is between um, evil, demonic, sometimes elites in our world 
who make all these decisions and will suddenly decide, you know what, I want Ukraine back, or uh, we need to reset, we need to do something in regard to oil, whatever it is, is going to make them more elite or make them more powerful. It becomes about them and they could care less of what's happening to these people, these children, the people in the hospitals, women giving birth, um, churches being destroyed uh, with people in them. And in our concern as Americans, in most cases, is for the people. We don't care about necessarily what happens to the leadership because it's the leadership that has caused, has caused this problem. <laughs> it is not the people. And, and when we read this, Revelation 21 uh, is the, uh, the cowardly, the unbelieving, abomin abominable, it's hard, it's hard for me to say, murderers, sorcerers, idolaters, uh, and the liars. It, is, it is, seems to be all those people that are at the top. Like, oh, yeah. But and, that's also part of prediction, Bible prophecy, too. Yes, but I mean, that's so... The corrupt seven, ten kingdoms with kings that have horns growing out of them. Well, and I mean, that's why uh, that's why a lot of Bible commentators, especially the remnant, as I will refer to them, rather than the mainstream, they're like, we're on Team Jesus, man. Just stay out of this fight. This is not our fight. We don't, you know, like nobody is who they say they are. We cry, we pray, we intercede, and we donate for the people suffering. But we don't take any sides in this madness between this uh, unbeliever and that unbeliever that are, you know, working towards a new world order, or this one's really an enemy, or that one's really a command. Like, we're team Jesus. Right. You know what I mean? So all we care about is to save human life and to make sure that they're not suffering and we do our part to make sure that they're not suffering. But the political aspect of it is nothing is what it seems. No, but we can, can clearly see the evil. Oh, for uh, sure. But on both sides. Yes. It's like, not, you know, you got the MiG fighter jets that, they, you know, they've been begging for and why not give it to them? Well, we don't want to cause a nuclear war. You see the people that are dying, like the uh, one solution. You know, I, uh, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't agree with that because it does, it could cause an escalation. It is, but at what point do we, because the next thing is then they take over Poland and then they take over, at some point we're going to have to put the MiGs in the air. At some point it's going to happen because that, that it's, it's just, but, but they're bombing right on the border of Poland. One of those bombs is going to miss the little border. But there. Biden is very much like Obama. He's like, just not on my watch. I'm not starting World War III on my watch. And I, I, I physically, with my own ears, hold Ob heard Obama say that, mm -hmm. no one is dragging me into a war with the Muslim world, with Islam, is what he said. So, it, it, you know, they have that long view where they don't want to be the president making those kind of hard decisions. So they'll punt. I understand. You know? And I, and I agree with you 100%. But, uh, but we also have the past, the history. Uh, the United States tried to stay out of World War II as long as they could, but eventually it, it came to our front door and we had to get involved. Absolutely. And, you know, at what point do uh, we, how many people do we allow to die first before we finally get involved? Do we wait? At what point? I don't think there happen? is a, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that question. So tough. Yeah. But that the video was very powerful showing um, it's horrible. what's happening. And uh, I don't think anything is going to, I don't think that's going to change anything. <laughs> you know, it's just, um, it's just so, so crazy to see the devil at work. We're actually seeing it happen before us. And that's what makes, uh, you know, Amir and Jack and, you know, the others that uh, Barry that come on and, and, and bring us back to the Bible and all of what's happening in the world right now.
that it's that it's all there. It's, it's all been written. Yes. Thousands of years ago it was written. Yes. And here, here we are living through the Bible. Uh, and it's a, you know, I like it when Jack says, oh my gosh, this is so amazing that we get, we get to live in this time. And, yeah. <laughs> and people are going, what? The? Uh, but um, I think it's pretty cool uh, to have the access to the, the pastors that we have access to. Yes. Uh, we're so fortunate that it has happened that way. Anything else on the devotional or any of the scripture that we read? No, I think we covered it. Think so. Think so. All right. Very good. Anybody else have anything before we leave? <laughs> Church night tonight. Church Yippee. night. Jack, Jack, Pastor Chad Kibbs, Calvary Chapuccino Hills. Um, I'm sure it'll be awesome. Always is. And that is it. We got the, the gardeners out front. You probably can hear the lawnmowers yes. starting up. So we should probably sign off before it gets too loud. All right, my friends, we love you guys. God bless. Pray for our world uh, that um, Jesus, comes, Jesus comes quickly to uh, take away some of the suffering that we see happening around the world. Yes, amen. Uh, we have an app, though, that we need you to see. And it's called? Uh, edify.app. And uh, check it out. And we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe to our podcast, even if you don't listen to podcasts. Right. Here's how you get it. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, my friends. God bless. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye.